Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Hello, football fandom. Welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and with me, as always, is Anthony McCassick. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And joining us as a guest in third chair today, we have Mike. Welcome to the show, Mike. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. We're, we're glad that you're here. Uh, some quick questions for you, too, just so our fans can get to know you a little bit. You've got a a bit of experience with fantasy football, don't you? Tell us a little bit. I, about I have. Uh, by Well, I shouldn't say that by no means am I a fantasy football expert, uh, as everybody probably wants to be. Uh, but no, I've been playing fantasy football for probably about 15 years. Uh, not generally, I'm in about three leagues a year. Uh, I actually have my own, which uh, has gotten up to uh, probably as high as last year. We charged $350 in entry Ooh, fee. Wow. So during COVID, I knocked it down to 150. Uh, <laughs> proud to say that I am in first place in that one right now. Nice. Oh. Big money league. So as being a commissioner of a fantasy football league, how has that changed your experience? What's, what have been some of the challenges you've experienced being a commissioner? Well, I, out, you know, out of the gate is setting the draft, you know, and just getting draft order and everybody on oh, the Oh, it's like herding cats. It, it, it is. <laughs> oh, it it is. And, and then they go, you know, everybody's gone online, right? So uh, it's taken a little of the fun out of drafting. So I still try to get everybody together. I actually go to, like, local businesses to do that. Uh, this year uh, with COVID, quite honestly, and we didn't know if we were going to have a full season, right? So that was kind of an interesting thing. So I lowered dues this year to kind of get everybody back. So, uh, you know, and I don't know if everybody knows this in my, my league. I generally kick out one person a year. <laughs> um, this year, I'm going to try not to do that. Actually, everybody's been pretty good with paying their dues. It's usually dues or disputes on trades. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah well, completely understandable. You know, those are, the, those are the things that most people, most players are most likely to argue about. Can I say most a few more times in that sentence? <laughs> uh, mostly. Yeah. Uh, what kind of leagues do you have? Are they uh, Dynasty, Redraft? Uh, yeah, no, I've been doing a 10 and 12 man, uh, man snake drafts generally. Okay. Uh, we've, we try to do some dynasty stuff that seems to not work. As I mentioned, we've kicked out a few people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's tough to replace, in <laughs> so, dynasty, it's tough to replace a team. It, yeah. it is. And then getting like this year, for instance, um, my 13 year old son's in our league. 
You know, and he knows how to play it because he's been playing with his friends on ESPN for a while. Oh. Uh, now I fronted him the cash to come into the league, <laughs> and unfortunately, he was winning. Guys, he was going to be. I was say, in, how was he doing? He was going to be fourth place going into playoffs, but the Monday night game we're about to talk oh, about no. knocked him out. So oh, I was no. really hoping he did get into the playoffs just to save me a little cash. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you might win, but give up some of those winnings. I'm going to have to, yes. So I don't have two entries in, as I was hoping. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for being here today, Mike. Welcome to the show. And speaking of the show, we've got a very big show for you today. Before we get started with some of that, we've got some more stuff to get out of at the beginning of the show. We want to remind you, of course, about our fan giveaway and how do they enter that fan giveaway? Yeah, I'll take this away real quick. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube, guys. Uh, that's our main channel. That's where you can see our pretty faces and catch the video feed. If you guys are audio uh, version-only listeners, we are up on every podcast platform at this point. So uh, if you're an Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever it is that you call home to listen to your podcasts, subscribe, like, uh, review the show. And if you give us a review, we'll give you five entries into the uh giveaway for our dj chark signed jersey our javon curse signed jersey and our mike dicka signed trophy and and first time sitting here in person these are some legit giveaways guys uh i think everybody beautiful needs, yeah. I, yeah i think everybody needs to sign up and get in on that guys you need to enter this contest i'm telling you we are very limited on our contest entries right now and so if you enter you have really good odds at winning one of three these three pieces and so you know youtube facebook twitter our weekly episodes or whatever your podcast platform is like share subscribe take a picture of that whatever it is that you do to help us out take a picture of it email us that picture and boom you got your entry that's all you got to do just email us the picture of you helping us out cool we're here helping you guys every single week throughout the entire season i, I think that we've been a pretty good help here right I like help us so. out too we want to get bigger and better and we want to give you more content that's the name of the game guys so help us out excellent see there you go guys just Sign up for that contest and win yourself some free merch for your house. Well, before we get into this action-packed show, we want to let you know that coming up at the end of the show, we're going to have a special little inspirational speech from our boy, Captain America here, but he insisted it goes at the end of the show. And why is that, Cap? Patience. Sometimes patience is the key to victory. Patience it is. All right, let's get started with this show, and as always, we lead off with our Pandora's Box segment, a segment where we like to look at some hot takes or some special advice. Do with it what you will. Let's open that box. If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Open it. And let's get right into this week's Pandora's Box for episode 14. What do we have this weekend? Yeah, it's kind of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're <laughs> going to get. Uh, tactics. Today we're going to be talking about tactics. And so, I mean, look, all right, for, for real, what hot take do you want me to give you at the end of the season, guys? Right. Oh, we're pretty much there. We're in the semifinals. Uh, you know, if you're a Week 17 matchup, then, you know, maybe we got a little bit further. But we're right there. We know what we're looking at at this point, guys. We know ex- we, there's there's not a lot of wait-and-see guys left. It's, it's <laughs> we got to hit now. And so we're going to give you guys some tactics to help you get – Push over that edge if you're a, a newer player, or uh, you know it's only you've only been playing for a few years. We got some tips and tricks that'll help you get over that hump and get into the finals, win, bring home that championship. You know, um, first we're going to talk about playoff counterplay. So basically, check your uh, potential opponent rosters for weak positions and snag the candidates from the wire that you think that they might be going to get. So. Um, 
basically you're looking for your team's weak weak points, right? And anybody that they might want to grab um, to fill into their teams, snag those guys up, keep them off their teams, get them out of the playoffs, right? If if you got an opponent that you're worried about, focus on that one. Uh, this doesn't go for just your upcoming matchup. This goes for the guys on the other side of the bracket as well, because you could be potentially playing them in the finals, right? Mm-hmm. right. And so there's a there's a lot of different uh, things that you can look at. Um, you know, streamers ideally quarterbacks and tight ends. Uh, quarterbacks and tight ends are one of the, the two positions that people tend to stream the most. And so they, those guys count on the wire. Take a look at the core, the top quarterback streamers for the week in your league available. And if you have an extra roster spot that you don't really need a guy like say, for example, Todd Gurley, right. I think we're pretty much done with Todd Gurley at this point. Right. He, he was serviceable. He got you, he got, he got you there. He did what he was supposed to do earlier in the season. Not really getting much done now. And so, you know, let him go. Maybe he's a roster bomb for somebody else. And then you pick up the top quarterback streamer of the week when they need him. That could really help you out. Um, injuries and matchups at running back position as well. Uh, there's a lot of injuries at the running back position. Oh, yeah. So people need to sometimes that low-key handcuff that nobody really wants. Sometimes your opponent needs them. Snag them anyway. Just yeah. make them start someone who's going to give them a goose, you know? Yeah. I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. I think um, just from experience, newer players, may maybe this is frowned on. Don't think of it that way. <laughs> this is how you win champions. No, you you play within what the rules allow you to do. <laughs> right. You know, for right. sure. So, And uh, so next up, we're going to say scout ahead. Check your streaming position schedules if you're a streamer. If you're if you're someone who streams uh, quarterbacks or tight ends or even like defenses or kickers, right? Take a look at the matchups coming up, not just this upcoming matchup. But if you make the finals, have your have the defense and kicker you want to play in the finals on your roster, right? You this is the time that you could really use your bench to your full benefit. And in most leagues, that's six players. Uh, we we give an extra spot. We do seven bench in our league. And so really take advantage of all your bench spots because you you don't need a wait and see guys. You just need your starters, right? Keep you know some backups, a backup or two that you like. So the, the high value guys where they 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 might be able to come in. But otherwise, yeah, you're not you're not really handcuffing your team at this point except for your main running backs. You're not. And look to next week. You know, on those defenses and kickers. You know, you don't want to be uh, all of a sudden matched up against Kansas City or something and not know it and, yeah. and have that defense that you've been riding all year. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So look look ahead to the matchups and you go ahead and claim those guys. And then finally, trust your studs. Look, matchups can be a little nerve-wracking. You might be tempted to start a lower-tier player with somewhat better of a matchup. You know, you get those, those butterflies and stuff because you know it's, it's win or go home, right? And sometimes you, you get a little skittish about the guys that have been doing it for you all season long, but uh, I don't know about <laughs> this week, guys. Look dance with the one that brought you right i mean which at the end of the day which player would you be more upset about if you missed on right which if he blows up on your bench or if this guy duds out which guy would you be more upset about play the guy that you feel better about because at the end of the day at the end of the day this is a game and all you can do is the best that you can do you need to be able to you know be okay with yourself and know that you put the best lineup in there that you could because that's all realistically you can do and the, the results are not up to you Right. I, I, I couldn't agree more on this. You know, don't trust Yahoo's uh, projections so much, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially as that, you know, if take your, your starters, play your starters and don't worry that they think that, uh, I don't know, DJ Shark's going to throw up 20 points because he's probably not because he hasn't. Right. I mean, he, <laughs> so, might, he might. He but might. I mean, it's one of those things. And what do you want to bet on? You got you got to call your shots. And so, hey, if you've been looking, if you've been watching us all season long, then you know what you're looking at. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. You know what you're looking at. Go with your gut. Go with what your gut tells you because you're the one who has to live with your decisions. Yeah. 
And, you know, that start your studs thing, it's a lot like the advice you see at the beginning of the season, too, going on that week one. Don't overthink the matchup. Play the guys that you know. We don't know how this is going to shake out, for sure. Right, exactly. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's Pandora's Box. Some great advice for those of you who are still lucky enough to be sticking around in your fantasy leagues this season, going into your playoffs. You're already coming into the semifinals, seeing Week 15 matchups, so be ready for that. Make your way all the way to that Week 16. Keep playing your season all the way to the end. It's not over yet, and you can still win. All right, moving right along, we get on to our news, notes, and injuries coming off of Week 14. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. All right, and leading off our news, notes, and injuries coming off of Week 14, we have Stafford. Ribs cartilage injury could play but would be in a ton of pain. Uh, likely going to be a game di- game of time decision there with Stafford. A quick note on Stafford. You know, God bless you if you made it this far with Stafford. <laughs> uh, you're, you're better. You're a better uh, all-around drafter than I am. Uh, but with Stafford, an injury going into here, I, I can't see. Trust him. No. I know that's not the segment either. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a okay. great matchup. But, you know, with, yeah. with Stafford, man, he was someone a lot of experts were really leaning into right. to start off the season. Glad I stayed away from him, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 he's always hurt. I mean, kudos on him. He's a tough dude for getting through it, but he's always right, hurting. Right. It's, it's tough to ever count on him. Yeah. Next on our list, Alex Smith suffering a strained calf. It's minor, but it's on the leg that underwent that massive surgery. This one could go as far as being a game-time decision. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Fournette, healthy scratch against the Vikings this past week. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny the way that worked out, huh? Yeah, right. Right. He's Without. got fre- fresh legs now going in, right? Yeah, at least he's got that because <laughs> right. we got uh, Rojo with the pinky, right? Right, yes. Uh, Ronald Jones coming in with a broken hinky. He coated it his little, little finger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Had surgery on Tuesday. And, well, this one, I don't know. That's that's It's a tricky one to Yeah, a lot of people diagnose. think that he can still smash. And as a running back, maybe he can. I mean, let's face it, Ronald Jones wasn't really catching the ball Great to begin with. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it's not like be, you're really missing much there. Maybe he'll be better with a broken pinky. <laughs> you never know. He'll have to focus more, right? <laughs> right. Maybe that was the issue all along. Yeah. Right? All right, moving on. Noah Fantastic missing in week 14 due to an illness. Should be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to think so. Uh, this next one, uh, Debo. Debo Samuels will miss the remainder of the season with a hamstring injury. Why are you tripping, Debo? And that stinks. If you're like me, you've been playing around with Debo all year. Right? Yeah. You wanted him on your team. Last year in the playoff stretch, he was a stud. And I thought he was going to do that again this year. He does have there, – there are some players that pick up in, you know, in his stead, I guess. Look at the matchups. Uh, you have Bourne. You have James. Pretty favorable matchups, honestly, for all those guys. And San Fran is probably going to turn it on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm definitely leaning on – they're going to be leaning on Brandon Ayuk, right? But uh, mm-hmm. if you're looking at getting a piece of that because the matchups, like you said, are so favorable, yeah, Bourne and James. I mean, they've they've already popped this season. I, I don't know which one's going to pop coming up, but, hey, those are the guys to look at. Yeah. Also in news this week, due to the severity of the turf toe, Antonio Gibson likely out remainder of the season. We've got Henry Ruggs placed on the COVID list. will be out for Thursday night. It's a potential for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both to miss due to injury as well. Yeah, it's it's looking like Mike Williams is going to miss, and Keenan, Keenan Allen might play, but, man, he's going to be severely hampered. I wouldn't expect much production out of him. Yeah. Who's the pick there, guys? Just curious if all these guys down. 
Nobody? I, I don't know that there is one. <laughs> I mean, because Eckler's healthy now, right? So right. you know they're going to lean on him. Mm-hmm. You still have Henry, who they they might right. they might lean on, you know. And then Guyton, maybe? Maybe. You know, the matchup's not horrendous. And, I, I, you know, I definitely like uh, Herbert to hopefully start bouncing back. Um, you know, but... Yeah, that's a tough one. It I don't is. know if that we're starting any of those guys in, in the, the fantasy playoffs, man. At least if you don't have to. At least if you don't <laughs> have to, yes. Very, very true. Well, big news this week. He's back. The sick, then not sick. The retired, then not retired. Des Bryant is off the COVID list and back. That was a scary week. A roller coaster of emotions for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure a lot of people out there were waiting with bated breath. Uh, uh, well, why are you tripping? <laughs> Wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can play it again if you want. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. A couple more notes here. Uh, Coach Matt Rule continues to be the Grinch of the year and doesn't expect Christian McCaffrey to play versus Green Bay. Either he's way too conservative for the game of football or they have the absolute worst medical staff. <laughs> On the planet. Yeah, yeah. De- yeah de- definitely. <laughs> and Lord, what is going on? And there? really, really sorry for uh, McCaffrey owners oh out there. Oh, my goodness. I, I got him in uh, – I, I happen to have uh, – be lucky enough to have him on my team in Dynasty, and it has yeah. been not the luckiest of years. I feel like so many weeks we've been sitting here talking like, if only he was in. If only he would play. No. Oh, it's, it's been rough. All right, and last bit of news this week. Uh, head coach Frank Reich declares Philip Rivers has, quote – Multiple years left in him if he wants. Hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. No, he doesn't, coach. Yeah, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Draft a quarterback. Draft somebody now. I also heard Jay Cutler's coming back next year. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Perfect fit. Yeah, all right. Because if if 2020 wasn't weird enough, we're going to make it even weirder with 2021. All right, that'll do it for this week's news notes and injuries coming off of week 14. Moving along, it's time to talk some studs and duds, and we lead off with our studs. I'm going to do this the old-fashioned way, with two swords and maximum effort. And starting off our studs coming off of week 14, we look at some of the quarterbacks, and at the top of that list, we have someone very special. We have Mr. Lamar Jackson with 34.9 points. I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. No, you don't vote for kings. You earn that spot to be this week's king of the moment. Lamar Jackson, 34.9 points with that win against Cleveland. What a game. Yeah, 11 of 17 for 163 yards and a touchdown. But this is where Lamar does his thing. Nine on the ground for 124 yards. First of all, crazy yards. But also two touchdowns to go with it. Just... Man, he was incredible in that game. I mean, I've I've been pretty. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, stringent on Lamar. I've, I've, I've you know, a skeptical. I guess yeah. it would be the best way to put it. You know, and it, we don't doubt what he can do as a runner. It's been what he can do as a passer that I've been questioning. Right, man, to have that superhero moment in this game. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. if you had, if you didn't see the game, go back and watch Wednesday night or I'm sorry, Monday nights. Football game is one of the best contests you'll see on the year. I mean, Baltimore was just handily winning this game. Lamar gets hurt, goes out, goes to the locker room. So reportedly, he had cramps, I think it was, and then he had an IV, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, McSorley comes in. Baker marches for two touchdowns. All of a sudden, the game's tied up. McSorley gets hurt. It's like fourth down and like the or third down or something like that, and Lamar has to come in and convert on this play. You see him. They, they show the video where he's running back from the locker room, comes back triumphantly to the field to lead the team to convert on that 
uh, on the play to keep the drive going and does it. Right. It, it does it. And then they end up winning the game, man. Lamar, just superhero moment. Congratulations, king of the yeah. moment. Uh, Lamar loves the glory. He always, <laughs> yeah, maybe he, that's he, what it is, man. He comes through when you know everyone's down on him. Uh, <laughs> and he's got a really good matchup coming this week. Yeah, and even just looking yeah, at this picture. Yeah. yeah. This this picture here that like how that, that confidence there is like yeah I got this don't Flip let my skepticism lower you on Lamar I think he's got a long way to go to improve as a passer I'm not saying he won't ever do it though I just yeah. I didn't think that he was where people were putting him in the beginning of the year when people were drafting him in the second round of the fantasy drafts it's like no he's not there yet guys and that that's you know but he's man this guy's talented agree yeah Ooh. maybe we'll see him there next year. Earning a spot on the high draft capital. All right, next up on our list, talking about some of our stud quarterbacks coming off of Week 14, we have Aaron Rodgers, 30.9 points with a win against Detroit. Saw 26 of 33 for 290 yards, three touchdowns in the air. Decided he wanted to take one in himself, got another one on the ground. Sees a matchup next week versus Carolina. Juicy. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, rounding off our quarterback studs of the week, we have Baker Mayfield with an even 30 points with that win versus Baltimore. Loss. Sorry, loss. <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. it. I'm just. I. I am just. Same game. Reading through the, yeah. Same game. Well, stats. Uh, stats scream win, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that was an incredible game to watch. I'm telling you, you guys need to go see that. Yeah. Check that game out. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's quarterback studs. Let's talk some running backs. And who do we got in the running back category? We'll throw this one over to Anthony. Starting out with King Henry. Hail to the king, baby. Yeah, I buddy. Like Thirty-five point two points in the win against Jacksonville. 26 carries on the ground, and I'm pretty sure he didn't play in the fourth quarter. At least I didn't remember seeing <laughs> I don't him. Think so. I mean, this was a blowout anyway, right? And, you know, 215 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Next week against Detroit, any reason why he's not going to be on this list again? I don't think so. No. They call him, uh, what do they call him, Derek Yeti, the Winter King? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, good Lord. The, well, tis the season. Yeah. Uh, he turns it on in winter every year. He really does. Next up, we got Jonathan Taylor coming in. <laughs> The, the tool man coming in with 29.5 points. Nailed it. 20 carries for 150 yards and two TDs. Finally, I told you this guy's got some hyper talent. I am super excited to see him finally online. Next up coming against Houston. That's going to be a fantastic game. Yeah. And then Miles Sanders closing us out here with 27.6 points in the win against New Orleans. Who saw that coming? Not this <laughs> no. guy. I can tell you that. Uh, 14 carries only for 115 yards. And what was that touchdown run he had? Like 80 yards? So <laughs> Something crazy. Realistically, 13 carries for 35 yards and then one big dominant yeah. run. But, hey, two touchdowns on the day. And it, four receptions on five on five, on five targets mm-hmm. for 21 yards. Man, I cannot talk today. <laughs> I'll get I'll get over it. I promise. I'll get better. Got to ease into it a little bit. Right. I, I tried. You know, I was trying not to make these guys nervous. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we're terrified over here. But, no, it's got the matchup against uh, Arizona next in, in Arizona next week. I think I'll be all right there. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts is looking okay between the two of them. I think you're going to see a lot on the ground, just like you did in New Orleans. Yeah. Or against New Orleans, I should say. Yeah. All right. Well, congrats to our running back studs of the week. Let's look at some wide receivers, and we'll bring this one over to Mike here. We'll let our guest have a few. Now, I'm pretty sure that this name pops up in here, but number one, no doubt, Tyreek, King of the Hill. I don't know you're not laughing during that drop. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tyreek only put up 24.6 points with a win against Miami. Three for seven for 79 yards and a touchdown. Too bad the guy can't catch, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what he would have done with the other four. <laughs> uh, one big run for 32 and another touchdown helped with those points. He's got you know a pretty good matchup against New Orleans, and you're going to play him no matter what. Oh, he is yeah. a must. Oh, by the way, that was sarcasm. <laughs> right. Uh, coming in, number two, Stefan Diggs. In, in a lot of ways, I'm really glad this guy's not on the Vikings anymore. Uh, he's in a much better place, you know. <laughs> but uh, Stefan came in 24.1 points, win against Pittsburgh. Um, he is 10 for 14 for 130 yards, one touchdown. Uh, see, he can catch better than uh, Tyreek, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> Although they both missed four passes. I mean, <laughs> I guess hey, so. you know, if Tyreek would have gotten seven more targets, he would have caught all of them. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Probably. Uh, Stefan, I guess, had one run for one yard. Uh, obscure fact. <laughs> uh, and he's got a matchup against Denver. Hey, yards week. are yards. <laughs> That's right. They count for points. <laughs> they, they do. They do. By the uh, way, this is a half-point PPR breakdown that we're right. giving you. Right, right. Good deal. And then three, uh, I, yeah, apparently this guy's still playing. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton put up 23.1 in a win against the Raiders. Really came on lately, hasn't he? he what do you think, Anthony, seeing T.Y. Hilton on a, on a shut studs up. <laughs> it, it, it is pretty nuts. Uh, five for seven, but for 86 yards and two titties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I said that the right way. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna assume you did. <laughs> Coming hey, up against hey, Houston, hey, though, man, a, that's that's where he man he <laughs> dominated them last time, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did. So he, he's a play. Uh, Ty making yeah. it, making it happen. Oh I, man, I think it is funny to see him here because if you had Ty, this is the week you would have had him on the bench because you wouldn't have trusted it, and then he's gonna do stuff like this. That's why that's why Ty Hilton can be so aggravating to have oh, on your team. God. Just <laughs> yeah. Wait till he gooses you in a matchup that you should that he should have dominated. In. Just wait. He's a Matthew Stafford of receivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you are right. I had him a couple of years ago, and I just hated having him on my team. I could never, like, I couldn't get rid of him because I saw those big those big game points on the bench. I was like, oh, one of these weeks. One of these weeks, I'm going to play him the right week. I never could. Oh, yeah. It's impossible to guess right, man. Yeah, no, no it's never when you think it's going to be. All right, that'll do it for our wide receiver studs of the week. We move along to our tight end studs of the week, and Mike over here saw this first name on the list and requested he get to say this first name so you can have the first one. I appreciate it. This is the man, the myth, the legend. I was able to snag him in the second round in both of my leagues this year. Most people don't take tight ends that early. I tell you what, you take Travis Kelsey that early. <laughs> Evidently. With seasons like this, holy yeah. crap, right. man. How many tight end one performances on the year has he had? Like eight? A, a bunch. You, yeah. How many plug-in tight ends that you, you can expect to get 20 points? Yeah. We I can mean, we can almost stop talking about him on a week to week basis because you know he's on the he's know he's on the stud list so right. we'll just talk about some of the other guys. So he only put up twenty three point six with win against Miami, oh, right? And he got ten targets. He caught eight of them, one hundred thirty six yards, one touchdown. He's playing New Orleans. Uh, you definitely want to bench him this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Orleans actually is kind of weak against the tight end position too. So this this might be a surprisingly like high uh, point right. total for Kelsey coming yeah. up. Right, who uh, else we got? In tight everybody ends? in the playoffs is hoping for that. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, coming up, we got Mike Kosicki with 21 points. Man, has he been on fire or what? Yeah. He's been crushing it. Unfortunately, took an injury in this one. Expected to miss at least one week, guys. So I'm sorry. It doesn't look like Mike Kosicki is going to carry you to the finals like I was predicting. 
but darn near almost got you there. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have to find a replacement this week, but he might be back in the final matchup, which is going to be against Las Vegas, the Raiders, so keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just straight up dump him yet. You know, 50.8 points over the last three weeks in half PPR formats. Currently the top tight end five on the on the, on the the season. Wow. We called top 10 finish when he was tight end 14. Yeah. He's... Even better than we were expecting. Man, I love it. He's, Thank you, Gesicki. Thank you. Thank you for making me look like a genius. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty much elite, guys. He's, he's a good player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully hopefully this carries over next year. That's mm-hmm. what we were hoping this year. And, uh, well, you know, maybe one more year is what we needed. And then Irv Smith rounding us out with 14.3 points in the loss against Tampa Bay. Caught all four of his targets uh, for 63 yards and a touchdown, but was only on 30, 35% of snaps. And does have Chicago, though. And they've been notoriously weak against tight ends. And so it's kind of one of those things where if you're desperate for a tight end play, this is a guy who's been getting some points recently. You I, might I, be able to look if, his way. If, if, if you've been watching Bears games for, you know, ever, uh, Bears <laughs> have, have, well, really since Erlacher, you know, they've been pretty yeah. weak up the middle. No, you're right. Tight ends. You're right. So uh, I hate to say it, good play. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I saw that ball Cole Komet. <laughs> Colcomet's been getting a little bit better and better every week, too. Yeah. Yep. All right, that'll do it for our Week 14 studs. But there's always a counterpoint to the high, and that's the low, and that's where we look at our duds coming off of Week 14. You're sucking my will to live all the humanity! All right, and starting off with some of our quarterback duds of Week 14, Daniel Jones struggled with a hamstring, got murdered back there, limited to only 1.1% points now reportedly there was an ankle injury at play here too yeah i think he did suffer uh, those are talking about a bit of an ankle injury now too yeah maybe we can give a little bit of an excuse to the performance um only connecting with 11 on 21 attempts for 127 yards you had something yeah i was just gonna say you know with 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 the hamstring he was kind of limited to begin with and so it's just kind of really you know the the injuries they happen and just we were really expecting a big finish to the season for daniel jones in fact we were waiting all season for it yeah and especially us here at shy guys uh if you listen to our preseason breakdown and yeah we're just not getting it and that's just rather unfortunate injuries they do happen and i just don't know what you can expect out of him when he's not playing at 100 percent. right and his injury does hurt him but being on his team actually hurts him a lot more (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the giants have been coming up lately their defense has been stepping up mostly but yeah with the the quarterback position being what it is right now, it's just it's tough for that team to really put everything mm-hmm. together. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how week 15 goes for them in a matchup versus Cleveland. Second on our duds list of the week in our quarterbacks category, we have Cam Newton, 4.4 points for that loss against La Rams. Ouch. Booty pooping Cam Newton. Yep. Ouch. Yeah, seeing uh, – <laughs> am I seeing this right? Not a single touchdown listed there. But he did fumble once. Yeah, he did fumble. <laughs> he threw and a he pick threw to the other team. He threw a pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's that. Ten percent um, of his targets went to uh, you know the other team. Yeah. <laughs> or I should say completions. Yeah, ten percent of his completions did because it was he was nine of sixteen, and then the interception. So yeah, yeah, that's ooh. great game. Good job, Kim. <laughs> yeah, wham bam. No thank. You'll you, be Cam. way better against Miami with a much stronger defense. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, right. we'll. See, I can't wait to. See. We'll see you back here next week, Cam. <laughs> I'm finally rounding out our duds of week 14. We have Matt Ryan with 10.3. So there's that. At least he's in double digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, loss against the Chargers. Uh, connecting on 21 of 32 for 224 yards and touchdown, but with three interceptions. Yeah, not a terrible stat line, but the three interceptions kind of yeah. really killed it. That'll, yeah. that'll roll back a lot of your I, points. I didn't watch the game. Were the picks late? Anyone know? Uh, I think. 
I don't, you know, I don't recall. I yeah. did watch. I don't recall. Okay. I know off the top of my head. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah. We'll have to look. But in I mean, the... really, this was just a Julio eleven game. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, yeah. Julio Jones not on the field. Matt Ryan gonna put up a pooper. Yep. yep, that's just how it go- that's just how it works. Exactly. Well, that'll round out our quarterback duds of the week. Let's look at some of our dud running backs of the week. Take it away, James Conner. Zero point eight points, man. Uh, <laughs> I think from this point on, we're just not going to talk about Connor in the dud section anymore. We're just going to expect it, even with the game against Cincinnati next week, right? It <laughs> sucks because if you have him, you kind of have to play him, right? right? I mean, how do you bench James Connor against Cincinnati? <laughs> how early did he get drafted, too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was paying off for a lot of the season, sure. and then he just kind of – I think he got hurt, right? And then it was just – all downhill after that. And they started throwing the ball a lot, a lot more, too. Yeah, and Ben hasn't really been efficient, so they haven't really been moving yeah. the ball all too well. And so, yeah, when you're not efficient passing, your running game is going to suffer, right, because it limits on your play call selection, right? And so, you know, coming up next here, another one, Zeke, with we needed against Cincy. You know, we needed a big week from him in this final, like, hoorah, because you probably weren't going to use him the rest of the season here. He's got San Fran next week. But only come up coming up with 48 yards on 12 carries. I mean, Tony Pollard's been getting a ton of work here. You know, Zeke, by the way, hasn't been over 80% of snaps since week five, which is coincidentally when his production dropped like a rock. He's realistically been in, like, the 60% of snaps uh, since then. I don't know what's... Is, I point this out because this worries me for next season. Is this a Mike McCarthy thing? Because remember, it was Mike McCarthy that gave us Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Right. When Aaron Jones was clearly the better back. Right. And he's yeah. starting to use Tony Pollard kind of in the Jamal Williams role. So this might be a thing. Zeke might not be a top five pick next year, guys. Maybe not on the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with that contract, I don't think they're going to be able to load him anywhere. It, it, I mean, with hard. that coming back, I think mm. the production will come back. To a point, but I think that, yeah, we might be looking at limited touches for Zeke right. moving forward. That's It's big. even scary with McCarthy. They could bring somebody else in. Yeah, I mean, they could. Right now yeah. they're, they're saying that they're not even exploring that as an option, okay. that McCarthy's definitely their guy. But it's hilarious that in his first year coaching, they're already having to say that right. publicly, yeah. right? And so when, when the reports like that start coming out, it's usually not too long after that we see a replacement, <laughs> right? So we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds. But the last yep. one we got for you here, Aaron Jones with the pooper against Detroit. We were expecting big, big things, and so were a lot of his fantasy owners. I'm sure a lot of you got burned out there. 15 carries. So he did get his 15 touches. That's what we're looking for, right? Actually got two uh, two receptions on top of it, but only 75 yards combined. Uh, it, you know, easy matchup against Carolina next week, but if you happen to scrape by this week with Aaron Jones in your lineup, how nervous are you? Yeah. <laughs> I think the yeah. Carolina matchup is like maybe it was just I don't know. Maybe it was just one down week and but he hasn't been he hasn't been doing fantastic. Not not carrying your team like you would have expected him to with yeah. that draft capital team. At the end of the day, real football they got the win, right? So that could have hit and, something and, to do with it. And that's that's why you're so nervous about mm-hmm. it, because they don't need to change anything to right. do better as a football team. Right. And so now it's okay, well, so what are the fantasy football implications? <laughs> and they're they ain't looking good, guys. <laughs> yeah, it'll be tricky. All right, let's move across to the other side of the table. Let's talk some dud wide receivers on the week. Who do you got for us, Mike? Well, we start with Jameson Crowder had his best game Crowder, of the yeah. a year year uh, <laughs> 1.7 on the Jets stink I'm just going to point that out in the loss to Seattle really uh, <laughs> he caught oh. all of two passes you know with five attempts for a mighty mighty seven yards <laughs> I, I I know I read Dominated this earlier but I didn't I didn't actually see how bad it was 
So what he he probably got a twenty yard pass and like a negative I don't know thirteen or something crazy. <laughs> uh, but he's coming here and he's playing the Rams next week. Uh, DJ Sharks taking the two spot. Uh, he actually got two point six points. I, I guess there's no drop here, but I would suggest Baby Shark. <laughs> <Sure. That's a laughs> good one. At this point, he might be. You know, goodness uh, gracious, what is going on with DJ Shark, man? He's just been underperforming. He actually doesn't seem like he's caring as much. If that makes sense, he doesn't I, seem like he's playing all that hard it isn't uh the quarterback carousel is kind of throwing him off yeah and i was i mean it was the same thing last year but i mean he was up and down last year too uh, the talents there the targets are there why aren't the receptions know. there it, right. yeah, it's just goofy i agree he's a good player but two for nine 16 yards coming and playing a horrible defense in baltimore <laughs> then you got chicago and indy <laughs> yeah. to fit to close out the season man yeah, yeah I, th- I think we're just done with shark do you Ooh. drop dj Chark? do you drop dj Chark to the wire I think I do. I don't know. I think I do. Yeah. There's probably something else. Unless you're in a keeper or a dynasty or something like that, I think for this season. dynasty I'm hanging out. In the playoffs, man, that's that's a roster bomb. I want to see DJ Chark on my opponent's roster. I'm (laughs) dropping DJ Chark. I'm going to go pick up his streaming quarterback that he needs. Yeah, wait. Hang on a minute. Let me go. (laughs) However, if you're going to get in the contest, you know, for the Shark jersey, keep him on your roster. You know, <laughs> hey, cool. if you, or if you win because you drop DJ Chark and you got that roster bomb to play against you, right? That's another good reason to have the jersey because now you're super happy about and, this guy. And I will say he's this... going to come back and be dominant next oh, year. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; this guy's too talented. We're talking this year only. You yeah. know what I mean? And I will so... make this promise too. If anyone out there watching does exactly that, you drop Chark, you let your opponent pick him up, and he roster bombs your opponent, we will give you the jersey. Yes. <laughs> like you, you will enter, and we will make sure that. I'm. I'd say if you're the winner, if you're the winner of any item, and this happens, you make sure you tell us this, and we will make sure that's the item. Uh, you I win. think honestly, if, if, at this point, guys, if if you did that, if you made that move and that worked out in that fashion, you take the picture, email it to us. We'll just flat out give you the chart jersey. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah, find a replacement fine. for the giveaway. How about that? <laughs> I like it. Uh, All right, awesome. let's do it. Good deal. Let's and and we'll go to the third. Uh, you know, great player here, Chris Godwin. Only got three and a half points. A win against Minnesota. Sometimes those wins hurt. Uh, Brown, you know, AB just out caught him in this game, yeah. right? I mean, so, most they were poopers, poopers all around though. The running backs were really the only games on the only position on both sides of the ball in this game that you could have been right. playing. So he was only targeted three times. That's pretty nuts, right? So two for three for twenty five yards. Yeah, uh, as you said, the running backs were good, but um, he's going against Atlanta. They're going to spread the ball around. I, I think we would all agree here. You know, and uh, God, it's. Yeah, as we as we mentioned uh, pre- on previous episodes of the show, Mike Evans, we think, right. is going to be the dominant one who's always going to get about the same target floor. Chris Godwin and A.B. are going to pretty much alternate on the rest of it. And yeah. so whichever one gets the lion's share of that, it, it's going to flippy-floppy. All bets are on Godwin as he would be the more talented receiver, and so I think that that's the one you want to feel comfortable rolling with. But, yeah, it could very well be A.B. again. So well, we'll just find one of those out, things, man. We'll find out next week. Could be a big game all around, which is what you're ideally hoping for. Right. Yeah. So, All right, let's round out with some of our tight end duds coming off of a week 14. Take it away, Anthony. Yeah, we got Hayden Hurst did not bounce back in Los Angeles. In fact, he just bounced right back onto the floor and is now left for dead. <laughs> uh, one catch on three targets for a whopping seven yards. Rulio 11, man, full effect despite Ridley's best efforts to make this a real football team. Jordan Reed let down his streaming hopefuls despite five targets. Two of five for 13 yards. He's got Dallas next, but, man, you're going to let that burn you? Uh, 
I don't know if you're going to want to take that shot again. You know, just right. in case he does burn you for a second week in a row. Jonu Smith with 3.3 points in the win against Jacksonville. It's like everybody got some feeding, but Jonu got left yeah. out, man. Two, uh, two targets, caught both of them, though, for 20 yards. He can be a part of this team. He can disappear altogether. This team is is able to kind of fluctuate. And so with the soft matchup against Detroit coming up, it's tough. But, hey, look, this is still only his fourth game on the season under eight points. Yep. That's a pretty solid baseline. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I think that if you're a guy that needs to play Janu, Janu I, think that, I, th- I think that you can get away with it. I think so. it's going to end up being a safe Safe yeah. enough. Back. I have tight ends. It's tight ends. It's tight so ends. you do what you got to do. Yeah, but a weird year for tight ends. We've had some big tight yeah, end weeks. Up, down, all around. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. All right, well, that'll do it for our week 14 studs and duds. Let's take a look at some of the other top performers coming off the week in this week's Trust or Bust. Just trust me on this, okay? I think they can trust me. I, I, they can trust, trust me. me, true believer. Do you trust me? You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? You sit on a throne of lies. All right, so what we're looking at in trust or bust segment is some of those big plays, that big players that happened this week that didn't quite make the studs category in some of our top threes. We're going to take a look at some of those performances and see if it's a performance you can trust or if you can bust that one and just move on from there. And we start off at the top with Tua, Tua Tungavaloa. Tua, Tua. <laughs> Finished, finished as a QB4 on the week. Yeah, buddy. Saw 87 pass attempts over the last two weeks. Certainly looks like they're letting him off his leash. He's going into a week 15 mashup versus New England. What do we think? Tua, trust, or bust? I'm going to go with I, I do like him. I trust him. Uh, those pass attempts is not to be ignored. It, it just isn't. He's going to be able to throw the ball. The one thing I worry about with New England is they are a tempo team. You know, And that can happen. But with Tua coming in, and, and he, he has something to prove. I think he's going to do it. I trust Tua. Trust okay, um, for me, I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust on Tua this week. I don't think that you guys want to play him in the fantasy playoffs here. Uh, the 87 pass, you are absolutely right. I mean, one of the things about him is that Miami wouldn't really let him off his leash and play like Fitzmagic would play and just kind of do his thing. They were limiting him. They were he was only getting 21 to 26 pass attempts per game for his first few games. You know. Um, they're certainly letting him off his leash now, and they're letting him be a quarterback. So, and it, it's it's been looking okay. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's got a good arm, and so it's just about finding his rhythm, and getting comfortable with New England. Ah, man, that matchup that it's terrifying. That the defense has allowed the eighth fewest passing yards in the league, seventh fewest in points per game allowed. I mean, that's a tough matchup. We saw what Bill Belichick did to Justin Herbert. You got Devontae Parker's banged up. You got Gasicki's banged up, and. Honestly, with Tua, I think one of the one of the things I spotted about him early is the fact that he loves his tight ends. He mm. not necessarily the same tight end, but he hyper, hyper targets his tight end position. If you look at the position, the by by position breakdown of targets, and so with Adam Shaheen and uh, Durham uh, Durham Smythe, I think um, back Cl- there as well to, enough to pick yeah, <laughs> to pick it up for Gesicki. You know, he he's got some options there, but yeah, again, a, a pace of play thing. I think we mm-hmm. might see him go back down to the in the twenties for the pass attempts. And so, yeah, I'm not looking for a huge game out of Tua. I don't think your upside is there. And so, if you're streaming and you're really looking for someone to, to take over for this week, this is not this is not the place I want to look. Okay, we got a couple uh, contrasting opinions there. Yeah. I like this. Well, let's talk about another quarterback. Coming off of week 14, we have Drew Locke, who finished as the QB7 with that win against Carolina. Came away with a pretty stat line. Looking at 21 of 27 for 280 yards and four touchdowns, 
no interceptions, sees a Week 15 matchup versus Buffalo. What do we think, Drew Locke, trust or bust? You're right. QB7, good stat line. Great also, stat line. It, it was great. I, QB7, I'm actually still shocked when we're talking about Drew Locke when it I comes to that. I think, I think we were a little down <laughs> on him last week too, weren't we? Um, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not forget, he put the ball on the ground twice, and he's going up against Buffalo defense. That was the ugliest yeah. 75% plus completion percentage game could it, I've ever seen. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I go bust here hard. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm Consensus page. on the bust for Drew Locke. Let's talk Cam Akers. Finished at RB8 for the week with that win versus New England. Saw 20-plus carries each of the last two weeks. Double-digit fantasy points each of the last three. Sees a Week 15 matchup versus New York Jets. Cam Akers, trust or bust? I, I hate saying this because I like the player. I like the performances. I just heard what Coach McVeigh said after the game, and don't trust that game plan. Love the player. and I don't want to say bust. I just don't like him this week. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm i all in, though, personally. I, I'm all in on Cam Akers this week. You know, Yes, I realize that uh, he's not likely to get the touch totally <laughs> he got last week, yeah. right? Is this, is this not who the Rams want to be, right? And so, however... I think that with this matchup coming up against the Jets, right, you're going to want to play a Rams running back, right? And so who's the lead dog back there? And so I don't think that we can count on that touch total from Cam Akers. However, I think we can count on him officially being the lead dog now. I think that that's what that touch total tells us is that he's the the primary. He's going to be the primary ball carrier against the Jets team that they're they're going to be able to do whatever they want against this Jets team, right? And so if when they get to the point where they're at the end of the game, if they need to run out the clock, I like Cam Akers to get the carries here over Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown too. And so you got that kind of volume floor mm-hmm. at the end of the game because Cam Akers being the rookie, I, th- I think they just will really want to open this kid up and see what he can do going towards the end of the season. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. Fair enough. I am really I'm really sad. I I wasn't able to pick him up off the wire a couple weeks ago when I wanted to. Yeah. Well, I let that one go, and I I shouldn't have missed opportunities. Mm. You can't let those get you down. Nope. All right. Moving along, let's take a look at the Gus Bus. Gus Edwards coming in at RB twelve. Outscored J.K. Dobbins in Cleveland by pretty much just the extra TD he got. I shouldn't say just, but. Pretty much by the extra TD. Yeah, he finished about six points ahead mm-hmm. of yeah. Dobby. Seeing a Week 15 matchup versus Jacksonville, Gus Edwards, trust or bust? Just the amount of touches both these guys got. You know, I, I would have to say bust. I just worry about touches at this point, and that's my take on it. Gus, good guy, good game. Just he's bust this week for me. Yeah, I don't like the touch totally either. I don't like the touch. I don't like the floor. And I think that Dobbins is breaking out, man. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I think this is Dobbins' backfield to lead. And at this point, yeah, I'm. I, it, for me, it's Dobbins or bust. Okay, let's look at some wide receivers now. And I want to bring this one to you. KJ Hamler pulled down two huge bombs for some big time TDs in the win over Carolina. Good enough for a WR six on the week and a matchup in Week 15 versus Buffalo. What do we think, KJ Hamler? Trust or bust? So, KJ, I, I just told you how much I don't like his quarterback. <laughs> He's <laughs> playing, which I think is one of the best defenses. Uh, I do think there's going to be opportunity for him to be there. I think Buffalo is going to get after the quarterback in this game. KJ, great player, huge deep threat. Really like the player. I, I think we talked about this, but I would I would go bust He's this so week. Fast. Yes. He's so fast. He is fast. Like four two eight forty, I think it was. Something Ooh, insane. Lordy. Something insane. Uh, see, I'm... I'm actually more on the fence here because I'm 
I'm roster construction, matchup construction for your fantasy playoffs. What's going on there? I think that if you, if you're a team that's down, if you're projected to lose by quite a bit, you know what I mean. It, you got quite a bit of points to make up here, and you really need like a wide receiver three play that can just really go over the top. I think Hamler's it. I think Hamler is one of the the, the best among the best choices on the week for that kind of streaming NOS play. Um, I have Buffalo crushing Denver this week. Yeah. I have I have this as a blowout complete. And so I'm actually kind of a little higher on Zach Moss this week, I think, because of that. But, uh, you know, with Hamler, I think you're going to need to have somebody to go over the top because I think you're going to have Denver going into the third quarter and fourth quarter passing a lot. I think you're going to see a lot of it. I think they're going to need to go over the top if they're going to compete. And really, it's just between Judy and Hamler in that case. I don't really like Patrick for that role. I, I just don't. I mean, Buffalo doesn't fall back in a prevent, you know, and that, or anything. They don't play. They're very they, aggressive. Exactly, which they're, is why I think that the over-the-top K.J. Hamler with the 4-2 speed, I think you could find him open on the just past everybody in coverage, and you just get locked just heaving it deep because they're going to need to do that in this he, game. He's, he's going to have to throw it, like, in one second and just launch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so. You know, just go here, go get it. It's going to be one of those things, but I think that you definitely have the potential for – a lot of those passes and we saw two of them hit last week right right so let's not pretend like you know that it's not possible that he gets at mm-hmm. least one of them and f- realistically when you're looking at hamler all you need is the one yeah right. you know even if it's a 50 yard td that's still 11 points right there right yeah with and it like just takes you said, the one play the, the spot you're going to play him in that's what you're going to hope for yeah like that's you're going to play him because you need that performance and it's I'd you're going to need the upside. Possible. You're yeah. not worried about a player's floor. You need upside yeah. in order to advance. You need the points just In to that win. case, I think you play him. Otherwise, if you're in the lead, I, I, I think that you bench him because you just go with the stable guys that are going to keep you in the lead, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and rounding out our trust or bust category, I have three letters for you, MVS. That's Marquise Valdez-Scantling. Finished at wide receiver 11 on the week, raking in all six of his targets for 85 yards and a touchdown in the win at Detroit. Do we have some big play potential at home versus Carolina next week? I believe so. So as I just mentioned that I don't like the deep threat play, I really do like it with uh, MVS this weekend. Uh, Adams is going to be covered. Somebody's going to be open on that team. Um, I'm betting it's MVS. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm on the flip side of this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm on a bus. This MVS is not one of those NOS plays that we're talking about that I would recommend for this week. Um yeah, no, he had a great stat line last week. Six targets, that's huge, you know. And uh, he's had six games with six or more targets this season. That's that's not bad, Yeah, right? Uh, you know, M- you say Scantling, I say Cantling. I, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've learned over in the past couple of years that when you want to trust MVS, you can't. When you don't want to trust him, that's when he blows up. It just kind of always seems to work that way. And so I'm kind of sticking with uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I had a personally. season like that. I'd agree. It's more of like a, a gut thing. But, you know, I also like, you know, this could easily turn into a Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones game where Rodgers really doesn't get much done in passing at all. And he doesn't need MBS to go over the top. And if he doesn't need anyone over the top, MBS isn't going to do much. You know, you got Alan Lazard, who is banged up a little bit. But if he plays, this is easily a trap game for MBS because it, be it could be a Lazard week for I, receiving production. I, it was so Lazard and Scantling, if he's been on your bench, I mean, that's not what, who got you here, right? These are both bench players this year. Yeah, exactly. They, they have been. And so, if you need them, I mean, they're both in play. 
You know, if you For need sure. them, they're on your bench, and you need that wide receiver I three. Just, there's a couple other NOS options that yeah. I like a little bit better than I think are available. But, yeah, if none of those guys are available and you need somebody and that's it. Right. Yeah. In, in that case, yeah, sure, you can roll with it. But don't forget that Carolina's got Jeremy Chin, and he's been a fantastic yeah. safety this year. True. So. Okay. Well, that'll do it for this week's Trust or Bust segment. Moving along, you've got questions. You want answers. We've got answers. It's time for Start, Stash, or Trash. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Here in Start, Stash, or Trash, we're going to look ahead to week 15 and do some analysis on some of the matchups with some of the players that we've got coming up. Starting off, we're going to look at a couple quarterbacks, and we've altered the formatting a little bit with the quarterbacks. What we're going to be doing from now on is looking at fantasypros.com for the expert consensus rankings and picking quarterbacks outside of the top 12. Because the guys in the top 12, you can pretty pretty much you're going to be starting them, right? You're, you're starting your quarterbacks. Yeah, and so if you guys haven't heard of them before, the fantasypros.com is a great source for fantasy football advice. And they have something called an ECR, expert consensus ranking, where basically they have a ton of experts from around the industry submitting their weekly rankings to them and they can give you the average. You can look up specifics. So we're just going to be using that average to give you, uh, give you guys our start stash or trash options for the quarterbacks from basically here on out. I think is the way we're going to run this. If it works. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and fantasypros.com. That first one was free. The next one you got to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to note here that this late in the season, especially for you players in redraft leagues, the stash option, you won't hear us talk about nearly as much. Uh, it's going to apply for dynasty players. Obviously, you're going to stash them, guys. But earlier on in the season is when, in a redraft league, you're going to be stashing some players. So don't be surprised if you don't hear too many of those uh, towards the end of the season in our start stash or trash segment. With that out of the way, let's get started. And the first name on our list in the quarterbacks, we have Jared Goff, who sees Week 15 matchup versus New York Jets. He's a currently... Ranked as a QB 15. Projected for this week. Yeah. 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 Right. So, Jared Goff, what do we think? Well, I'm sorry if you have to start him, but I'd feel comfortable starting him against the Jets. And I'll just leave it at that. He could he could have a great game. Yeah, kind of same. I don't I don't expect the, the Rams to, to throw a ton. They can if they want to. Like I said, they're going to do whatever. They're, they're going to be able to do whatever they want to do in this game. And so, I'm just not sure where they're going to lean more. And so... Um, hey, the Jets are giving up the second most passing point or most points in the in pass. The Jets are giving up the second most points and <laughs> passing yards in the league. Take there two. we go. Take two. <laughs> and so, and P.S. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, an above average dosage of Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson this week. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that in this matchup, they're going to want to see what they have with some of the younger guys before they start really getting to the end of the season. And yeah. I, I, I think they're going to see a little bit more opportunity than typical. This might be a little bit of slight arrows down on Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, but mm-hmm. just a heads up. Okay. Next up on our list, projected at a QB 16 finish, we have Derek Carr versus La Chargers. What do we think? Derek Carr, uh, he is a really, really hard quarterback to trust, right? We, we know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but he does have something to prove. And if you're positioned, he's, there's a good chance he's better than a lot of guys are going to pick off the waiver wire. So if he's your best option there, you can trust him. He does have something to prove. And he's had, a, I think he's had two 300-plus yard games in a row. I, yeah, I think you're right. This is, he's going for three consecutive, right? right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he's definitely one of the he's definitely among the quarterback streamers to talk about, right? And so I did a little bit of digging, and because he's been so up and down and just so impossible to trust, so you're like when he busts in matchups, you think he would do do well in. He he doesn't do well in matchups that you think he busted. I don't know. He's all over the place, and so I took a look at it and. Basically, it's been his home and away splits, really. In fact, I'm surprised that we didn't really spot this earlier. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. one bust at home in Week 10 against Denver, and that, and that's pretty much it. His splits at home include uh, finishing as the, the QB 14 for the week, QB 15 for the week, QB 12 for the week, QB 24 in Week 10, as we as we mentioned, his one bust game. But then QB 7 and QB 5 over the last two weeks. So it, at home, it seems to be where you can trust Derek Carr. And in the soft matchup against Los Angeles at home, yeah, I think that in your playoffs, you can actually trust Derek Carr in this game. All right. Good luck. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really good luck. Cross your fingers, yeah. though. <laughs> Find every and piece of wood you can and knock four it. leaf clovers, horseshoes, everything you can. <laughs> everything but, you got. But hey, I mean, it shows some promise. Like you said, there's a trend. There's yeah, a trend. There is a trend. All right. How about uh, Chris Carson sees a Week 15 matchup versus Washington? What do we think of Chris Carson this week? I love Chris Carson. Um, the issue is what's Seattle going to do with him? Are, are they going to slow him down, get him ready for the playoffs, get him ready for the long run? I think you drafted him here for a reason. It's rather high. You have to start Chris Carson. Okay, well, then what do you think? You, you, had a, you, had a, uh, yeah. you were looking at I me mean, like, like that was a strange question to ask, right? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's been reliable as, you know, apple pie. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't have a really good comparison here. But, uh, um, no, he's been reliable all season long. You don't really talk about, you know, benching Chris Carson. But, you know, Washington, you know, they are, they have a top 10 uh, unit here on defense and, uh, you know, sixth best in points allowed per game. You know, they're, they're not going to give up a ton here. Yeah. And that, that, that front, that defensive front is where Washington makes their money. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, I, I'm looking at Carson as more of like a wide receiver, tight, tight end, flex spot, up, you know, with upside type, type of play. Um, a little bit, basically, yeah, you're still going to start him, but I think lower your expectations in this matchup. I don't think that I'm really leaning in on, yeah. on Chris Carson. Not as to, confident to of week. a start as we'd normally get. No. I, I agree. In fact, I, you, if you have better options, you could even get I, away with that. I have him on both my teams. He's been great this year, but I've toggled him back and forth, trying to figure it out. Last I have couple come, weeks, at least, you know? I haven't come up with a better option in starting him. Well, yeah. <laughs> speaking of other players, well, I mean, hold on a second. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause you right there. So, what about on the other side of the ball here? What about Smooches? JD McKissick coming in. If you had JD McKissick is, is on a lot of waiver wires. If you could pick up JD McKissick sure. off your waiver wire, would you start him over Chris Carson in, in this game? Uh, no. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> With I also, or without Alex Smith, is still a no. It, it's a no. Uh, Chris Carson is definitely the play. Um, I don't see. It's kind of like handcuffing, okay. you know, in the playoffs. So that's kind of one of it's, it's kind of one of those start your studs thing. You yes, know, you absolutely. Know, you know the the types of targets that McKissick has been getting out of the backfield leaves him about as reliable as you can get at this time of the year on that team. Right. You know, um, we don't know what's going on between Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins, but yeah, it's one of those like it looks a little tempting. I think to, it, it looks a little bit more tempting than it should be to oh, start absolutely. McKissick over Carson, yeah, right? But in this case, we're going to say. No, you would still roll with cars. Start your stud. Right. Yeah. Dance with the one who brought you. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I'm done with that. I like that. All okay. Right, cool. Well, I've got another <laughs> another name on this list that also might uh, bring about a little bit of discussion here. With a matchup at Denver in Week 15, Zach Moss. 
Zach Moss, maybe not as a, a much of a household name as everybody <laughs> would think, especially <laughs> with Jeff Singletary out there. But he's he's picked up carries. Um, he's there. He is playing Denver. Uh, Denver, wow, I'm looking at here. I guess their run defense isn't as good as I, I thought, huh? And they're, they're missing a big Casey's out. Yeah, Jarrell Casey's been out for the season. Um, you know, Denver's they're, they're tenth mo- the 10th most points allowed in the league and 6th most rushing yards. Yeah, I, I, it's not nearly the shutdown defense that we're used to seeing at Denver. Oh yeah, it, it's not. And I think they're going to try to get Moss rolling and and see what he can do. And like I said, I have this as a blowout game. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, in a blowout game, where who gets the opportunity? The running backs, right? Right. And you know, Singletary has been looking good too. He's been looking better than he had earlier in the season. They, they might both be plays. Did, <laughs> yeah, that'd be tough. I, <laughs> I, I think I prefer it. Moss, <laughs> yeah, but so. yeah, yeah. Man, in- interesting. Definitely, if you're weak <laughs> at the position and you need some help, Zach Moss might be a guy you want to look at this week. Right? Okay. Well, here's another player that doesn't care for his own nickname that most of the industry has given him, so we gave him a new nickname last week, Terry McLaurin, or as we like to say... I am McLovin. That'd be <laughs> Terry McLovin. Uh, has a juicy Seattle passing defense matchup at home next week. It's It's... Okay, you're not going to be able to sit him. I mean, it's just one of those plays. It's scary. Uh, and yeah, it's scary. Yeah. The only reason you might it's is scary, if, Alex, if Alex Smith is out. I don't know. Can you, though? Because with, with with Haskins in the beginning of the season, McLovin was tearing it up. I almost, I, I almost, I'm almost wondering, because of his, his last two weeks were down weeks with right. Alex Smith, I'm almost wondering if it's almost better if Haskins plays for him. It's tough. It, it, it's the big. And Against I think, Seattle, they're going to have to keep up, though, right? It, as we look, as good you know, as their defense is, they're not going to shut out. I, they're not going to shut down Seattle. No. Yeah. No, they're not. So it, it's not. It's a tough one. But I would say you, you have to start them. Yeah. I, I I think if if you don't have any options that are clear cut, you right. need to start. You need to get them in your lineup. Then yeah, I think I, make, I think Mike Love you, know, you, you it, need to roll with. And ask yourself, did he get you here? And if he got yeah. you here, you play him. Yeah. He's he's great. I mean, yeah. Two down weeks in a row. What are the odds that he's going to have another one? Right. It's true. So, of course, we have had some familiar names in the duds category week over week, so it's possible. It is. I don't, but, I don't know but, that but, it's but possible McLe- here. But it's... McLevin's not been no, that guy not. since he came into. He came in on fire last year as yeah. a rookie. So I mean, it's you know, right. I don't think that this is who he is, and I don't right. think this is indicative of who he's going to be. Yeah, right. I think I think that's going to end up being the right call. All right, I got a couple more for you here. Round out the category. Uh, penultimate pick here: Chase Claypool at Cincy in Week 15. What do we think? Uh, he's a big dude. He's got a lot of talent. I'm going to say you sit him this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to go with start. I like him in Cincinnati. I think he had a he had a fine game against Cincinnati last time they played. You know, I don't think that Connor gets a whole ton of work here. Cincinnati's defense has been looking a little bit better against the run. They've had a lot of cases of the drops lately. And you know, I'll tell you what. Claypool's only had less than four targets in only two games all season long. You give me four targets plus in a matchup against Cincy. I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm taking Claypool for his big play, big explosion. Like you said, he's a big guy. He's fast. I like him this week. I like him. I, yeah. I like him to break his slump, his three game slump here. And I apologize to all our listeners there for spiking the levels on my mic because I didn't expect to laugh that hard. And you <laughs> caught me so off guard. My face is right in front of my mic, and I just laughed straight into it. And I could hear, I could we hear care the levels about going. Your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll put a headphone warning on there and turn them down a little bit. All right, last one up on our list for Star Stash or Trash. In this episode, we have Dallas Goddard at Arizona with Jalen Hurts slinging the ball. What can we expect? You can expect a big game out of Dallas. Uh, he will be a low-end tight end one this week. I'm 
pretty confident that you plug him and play him, start him. Yeah, I, I'm, I also got to start on, on Goddard this week. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm a little bit concerned about Hurts throwing the ball because we just haven't seen a ton of it. Not that he's not good at it. It's that we don't have a ton of data. And so um, what I am sure about is Hurts is going to run the ball, right? And so how much what this game script looks like and what it en- ends up actually being on the field I think might be two different things. And right. so uh, I think Goddard has been the only reliable option in Philly and probably the only guy I'm looking to start this week except for – Maybe Rager in a pinch. Yep. Okay, well, that'll do it for this week's Start, Stash, or Trash segment. Hopefully some of those questions you had got answered right here in this segment. And if you have a question that you'd like us to talk about in this segment, be sure to reach out to us. I mean, we've told you a bunch of times how to get a hold of us. Yeah, You'll see it down below. You'll see it at the end. Go back and forth with us, man. We're here to give you guys the content you want. So if <laughs> there's anything you want us to talk about, send us an email. Yeah, we'll make sure it's there. All right, now it's time to grab your wetsuit, grab your <laughs> oxygen tank, it's time to go deep diving. I think I'm going to get my ass kicked, sir. I don't think like that. Damn it to hell, don't go by the book. Think like a pirate. That's right. We're deep diving your waiver wire because it's late in the week. Your waivers have already processed for the week. Now it's time to look for some of those names that might still be there, some of those sneaky pickups, some of those guys that may have just been a little too deep down for everyone else to see. You know, back deep enough where the light doesn't reach. We're going to go down there and find them for you and bring them to the surface so you can grab them in your league. Let's take a look at some of our quarterback streaming options for the week. First up, we have Jalen Hurts at Arizona. We just discussed a second ago. We've also got old man Rivers, Phillip Rivers, seeing a matchup versus Houston this week. Uh, with 27 of 35 and 286 yards, two touchdowns in, week 13, in, in the week 13 matchup they saw. So... You can expect a little bit of confidence there. Uh, and your final quarterback stream option, you can take a look at Mitch Trubisky if you'd like to, seeing a matchup against Minnesota. Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hall of Famer Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, right? Uh, yeah. As far as streaming your quarterbacks go, there's there's quite a few good options this week. Yeah. There's Derek Carr, mm-hmm. Goff that we talked about earlier as well. You know, when choosing between them, I think what you need to do is you need to – do you like quarterbacks that can run or do you like quarterbacks that are going to get a short, high-passing volume? Right, so that that's the first question you need to ask. And which 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 of these streamers you're looking at this week? The other thing is, do you want the upside or do you want the quarterback that's going to give you the safe floor and you're going to win your week else at, at, other, at other positions on your team? Yeah, right. And in that case, you would go with Old Man Rivers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So between Hertz, Trubisky, Goff, Carr, those are the questions to be asking. Cool, right? All right, cool. That's how you make your decision. All right, moving on for some more waiver wire targets. Let's look at some running backs, and I believe we're going over to Mike for this one. By the way, Cordoposi, that was for you. <laughs> uh, we are going over to me. Uh, Gus Edwards, if he's out there, we talked about him earlier. Um, Lynn Bowden, he's been getting more involved in Miami, and if you're desperate for a running back, we, we talked about Tua, and, and you know maybe he's going to have a hard time um, – passing you know because of the tempo so they might go to hey, the run Bowden might get himself a passing touchdown in this game. Who, yeah, yeah who knows <laughs> he right? was throwing some so last week he could it could be i just that game is gonna be a very interesting game you know <laughs> it, it really is and then a third pick is uh jeff wilson there uh jeff wilson if raheem what's going on with raheem and, I, I don't know right i what was that i i don't know and if that's gonna continue i think you could trust yeah uh, no jeff, jeff wilson. wilson is a hot waiver wire at this week <laughs> yeah. i mean a, a lot of the experts are calling him the number one pickup of the week really wow. just because what's going on with raheem like right. what I, what's going on over there and wilson is looking like the guy that you can count on and, and in this matchup against dallas come 
on. Right, right. You got to get a piece of that. So yeah, yeah. Wilson, Wilson could be that 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 quick last second sneaky play that really puts you over the top, getting and gets you into the finals, man. Yep. Great. Yeah. All right. It's a good one there. Let's talk some wide receivers. We got some over here. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, K.J. Hamler as that NOS play I was talking about uh, versus Buffalo if you're looking for that. Uh, otherwise, Aguilar, by the way, would be the better play if available. You need to go with Aguilar if he's on the, on the on the waiver wire if you're looking for that. I would definitely rank him above Hamler going into this week, uh, but I'm assuming that he's not. Ruggs, by the way, is going to miss this week, and so Aguilar is just arrows way up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rashard Higgins with 19 targets over the last two weeks and touchdowns in each. Hey, all right. Yeah. You know, ba- Baker's been getting it done. He's been getting it done. You know, finally out of that windy Cleveland, you yeah. know, it, it turns out they actually do have a passing game. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So, it, look, I get it. New York's a tough matchup, but, you know, so was Baltimore. So, yeah. 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 Uh, also, I have Lynn Bowden on my list because he's often listed as both a running back yeah. and wide receiver. So check your format if you need a wide receiver right. or you need a running back or point. you need a flex, and it just doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, uh, Lynn Bowden is definitely a guy you can look for. And so Danny Amandola, to round us out here, I, I wanted to give you an extra one since uh, Bowden was already pre-given. Um, Amandola has been stepping up in recent weeks with Galladay, continuing to miss time. Look, 12 targets over the last two weeks, 60 yards apiece. He's got... The Tennessee passing defense matchup coming up. Amendola could have himself a big week this week. I, I think some of these streamers are great, and something that we mentioned in the beginning, you could block your opponent by taking some of these guys for yeah. sure. You know, they're they're definitely there's points here with these guys. Take them from your opponent. Even you might need to next, use them, but no. yeah, keep keep your other keep right. the opponent from using them if they need them. If it, right. you know, if if they're set, they're set. You know, look else. Look for you know who you'll be playing in the finals and try to target those guys and stuff like that for sure. sure. Yeah. All right, we'll round out with some tight end streamers of the week. Uh, first up, we have Dan Arnold with a TD or two in three or four previous weeks. He's heating up. Philly is a softer defense versus tight ends. Um, you also have an option. Uh, if Logan Thomas is still floating around your wire, go grab that boy. Go grab him, son. Never less than four <laughs> targets this season. Yeah. yeah. Never less than four targets on this season. That's, Talking tight end, That's right? great yes. for a tight end. <laughs> Holy yeah. moly. Now, Alex Smith is not Dwayne Haskins, so yeah. we'll see how that plays out. But if Alex Smith does play, yeah, I like Logan Thomas against Seattle a lot because, like I said, they're going to have to pass. And McLovin, we don't know what we're going to get, and we yep. know that that's the number one option. So you know Seattle's going to at least try to take him away. Thomas might be a sneaky play. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you've got some waiver wire deep diver targets to go look for. Go hit up your waivers in your league. See if any of these guys are available. If you need any of them, check your matchups this week and make sure you can snag some of these guys from your opponents if they might need them. Moving along... It's time for some of the gamblers out there. Let's talk some daily fantasy. I've gambled away more money than you'll ever understand. Try me. $22,600. Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, my shot! Here we're going to give you some of our picks for the DFS Smash Plays of the Week. These are going to be either your, here's your obvious dummy must play, put this guy in, it's going to be good for you, or we're going to also give you some of those value adds. Some of those players you can pick up for a little cheaper. Save yourself some roster space for a big-name player. Who do we got for some DFS smash plays this week? Yeah, I'm going to run through this real quick because I know we're uh, getting a little long on time here. I, I talk too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Way too talkative, man. You're, you need to dial it down just a little bit. No, so we're going to lead off here at quarterback Josh Allen at Denver. I think this, this is the first time I've made him a lock for DFS. Um if Stafford plays, I like him as a dark horse against Tennessee. He might not play, though, so it, it, 
otherwise, you know, Rivers will be the ho-hum, cheap, guaranteed point option, and you can kind of spend up other elsewhere in your lineup. Uh, at running back, since I can't make CMC, one of the running backs I'd like to count on this week because it looks like Matt Rule won't let the boy mm-hmm. play, I'll make it Aaron Jones instead. Mm-hmm. You know, who's playing against Carolina, I believe, this week, right? Yeah, I think we were talking about that earlier. Do Saturday games count for DFS, by the way? I mean, I like it. That's I, an interesting I, question. I, I don't know. I, I know if you set your lineups early enough, you can get them, but a lot of times, like, it's Sunday only games. There, there's is what Sunday you're only, looking it could at. be Saturday only, or it could be like the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah so, so keep an Listen, eye out for that. When there's money to be changed yeah. hands, it all counts. And speaking of which, watch for Saturday games because there are a couple of games on yep. Saturday this week. Right. I mean, it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. Make sure your lineups are set. Make sure if you have a player in a Thursday night or a Saturday night game, move them out of your flex spot. Do not keep them in your flex. Put them in your running back or wide receiver position yeah. or tight end if that's really what you're doing. Um, <laughs> you know, because be, the, the reason being because you don't know what's going to happen. And say, you know, you get a running back with a surprise injury or last-second concussion or, you know, a family issue or COVID or whatever the case may be, keep your flex spot open to give yourself the, more, the most amount of flexibility and who you can replace that player with. I'm going to use that tip. Great tip. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, yeah, so keep an eye out for the Saturday games, guys, and keep, make sure your lineups are set. Uh, so, otherwise, at running back, I have uh, – well, really, it, I should be giving you King Henry because as a smash play because we, we all know that. But, you know, uh, I really wanted a chance to bring up the Saturday game, and Aaron Jones was part of that. <laughs> so I went the other way with that. Uh, distinct possibility, though, that DeAndre Swift gets a lot of checkdowns this week against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I like DeAndre Swift as a smash play this week. Uh, does anybody have any reason why they shouldn't be playing Devontae Adams? No, no, no. Yeah, okay. AJ Brown <laughs> double digit points since has been his AJ Brown double digit points since week five. Except, okay, I just wrote that terribly. So I'm going to go back here. Uh, AJ Brown's been great. You can play him. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to give you a third one. I'm kind of we're, we're approaching Christmas. I'm feeling kind of giving. I give you guys a few extra options this week. Ayuk in against Dallas is a smash play as long as he doesn't yuck it up. Yeah, right. And then finishing <laughs> up with t- tight end uh, Hockeyles against Tennessee. Double digits three weeks in a row now. Ride that wave. Dan Arnold versus Philly. Look, if you're looking for a dark horse tight end, why not go with the guy who's on a hot streak? Three, t- three touchdowns in the last uh, two weeks here, and it's on, what, like – uh, 80% of his passes that he's getting a touchdown <laughs> yeah. on. So, hey, whatever. Yeah, that's, uh, that's <laughs> whatever fair. works, you know. Low volume, but, hey, I'll take it. Well, there you go. Some fantasy football advice that you can literally take to the bank if you if you place your bets right. Those are our DFS smash plays of Good the luck. week. <laughs> well, after our DFS smash plays, it's always time to throw on your jersey, grab yourself a beer, and get drunk in the bar and sing. Yeah, I feel like in Chicago, whether or not the Bears are doing well, we're going to have a beer, we're going to have a pizza, and and we're going to get drunk and sing Bear Down in a bar. We don't care. And everything is K. Everything's K. Well, that sound, of course, means it's time for this week's Hometown Corner, talking about our local hometown Chicago Bears. We are the shy guys after all, and we've got a little look into the future this week. Isn't that right? Yeah, we're going to be taking a little peek ski into what to expect over this offseason, or at least what to look out for, right? We don't necessarily know what to expect because there's a lot of different ways that this team can go. Um, but first, we're going to dial back a little second and just recap last week real quick. And do you see why Bears fans are so frustrated? 
<laughs> I mean, the way that they, where has this play been all season long? Where has that play calling been all season long? What is going on? Somehow the Bears still find themselves in the thick of a playoff hunt, even after dumping six in a row. First order of business is going to be taking care of the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, eliminating their playoff dreams after coming in and embarrassing Chicago in Soldier Field a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. This Bears team is going to be out for blood. Now we'll see if that can translate to the field. Yeah, right. Oh, how about that, Mitchie, that's the question. How about Mitchie's sidearm throw last week? <laughs> that, that was great. You know, it, He's it, been playing great. He, he has been playing great. And doesn't that make you hate Matt Nagy even more? <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> I mean, there is an argument to be made that Matt Nagy unlocked what Mitch is doing now by benching him. But then there's but, the yeah. question, why was it necessary to bench him in the first place? There's questions abound here in, like, who knows what what the answers are because they could be it could be any of them and you know Chicago Chicago is a franchise they play everything close to the vest they keep everything in house they make sure that they keep up with media relations they give it they give the media exactly the minimum that they need to give them and everything else you just don't know what things look like behind the scenes they play it really close in there so it's what, tough it's it is, tough it is tough and as much as you might like George McCaskey as a person he hasn't found a formula to win. No, you're right. And that's why, you know, we're talking about shakeups going into this offseason right. as far up as Ted Phillips, CEO right. president. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being discussed, we're looking at all the way up to Ted Phillips. You're talking about Ryan Pace. You're talking about Matt Nagy. You're talking about Mitch Trubisky. Does Mitch Trubisky come back next year? Does Mitch Trubisky want to come back next year to this <laughs> Chicago crowd that has just ostracized it, crucified him in his time here in Chicago. He's pretty lucky there hasn't been a crowd (laughs) (laughs) this year. Yeah, you might be right. But I mean, like, okay, so speaking of the crowd, though, if he plays well enough, will the the fans accept him back? Can you imagine the Chicago Bears keep Ryan Pace as a GM and they extend Trubisky and keep him here in Chicago for, okay, so we're not, we're not talking major quarterbacks, starting quarterback money, right? We're probably talking high backup, low starter, Mm -hmm. right? kind of the you still need to prove it thing we're probably a shorter deal that's what we would probably be looking at but do the fans accept that do do, we, do they really want another year of Trubisky here I'm personally I do y'all know where I stand on Trubisky but I realize that my voice is not the voice of Chicago you know what I, yeah, I'll tell you that, you make it that way the, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the next few weeks are going to tell you know if the Bears actually do go out and they do great right. and the Mitch comes out and plays well and Matt Nagy does good I think at, he's you know, got to be I think he's got to beat Green Bay. Right. He does. Montgomery plays well. It's a big part of this too. The line plays well. That can change everybody. The Bears make the playoffs after really really playing bad. Yeah. That and there's something to be said. And all you got to do is get to the dance, right? So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Exactly. And and, and what the, I think what it's going to boil down to is not only will the playoff hopes and dreams probably uh, circle on that Green Bay game if they make it that far because, mm-hmm. again, they got to win every game up to that point. Mm-hmm. But if Trubisky either plays well or doesn't play well in that game, I think we'll dictate whether or not we see him right. next year, if whether Aaron, or not we make the playoffs. If Aaron Rodgers lights him up, no way Mitch comes back. Uh, I mean, I think that's more an indictment on the defense, it is. right? But I, I, I think if Mitch goes in and he plays the way he played in Green Bay, Right. Could, I, I think I think Chicago fans might even be happy with could, that, could, even if they lose the game. From the defense standpoint, though, if the defense goes out and lay an egg, is that does that mean they like aren't playing for Mitch? Uh, is it that? I don't know. I mean, I've been yelling about you? personally. My, my 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 point of view is it's Pagano, right? I yeah. have been yelling about Chuck Pagano all season right. long because I don't I don't like his scheming. I know, I know he's a very passive, keep everything in front of you, buckle down when they start getting to the red zone, and just you know a 
get him to go walk away with three points type of thing. He likes that zone coverage. I'm a I'm a man blitz kind of guy. I like I like my studs to go out there and just be the playmakers that they are. Khalil Mack, unleash him. Mm-hmm. Rush get these guys rushing up at the quarterback. Let Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson and you know Jalen Johnson, the second round pick, let them do their thing and shut down the guys. Because I'll tell you, you know, you get a quarterback with pressure in his face, you don't have to have everyone perfectly covered. If you have playmakers back there in secondary that can make a play on the ball, all you need is a bad pass. Mm -hmm. And that's what the pressure brings to the table. And so when you get a quarterback that has like Aaron Rodgers or these pretty much every starting quarterback in the NFL at this point, if you give them time, they can put the ball where they want to freaking put the ball. They have receivers that are 4-2-4-3-4-4 guys. They're going to get a step. Okay, when a quarterback can put the ball on a dime and the receiver can get a step, I'm sorry, he's going to make that completion. They're going to move the ball downfield. They're going to march. This passive crap doesn't work at this level. This is That's a college scheme, right. okay? You need the, – the, the Bears have the studs to really dominate on defense in this league, and they're being held back right. by their coach, in my opinion. I agree. So with that, it. in all honesty, if, if if Aaron Rodgers lights him up, it has zero to do with our offense. It has to do with our scheming on defense. Could also, what about the signing of Quinn? And that's being mentioned as one of the worst free agent signings. He's been getting a lot of buzz lately. Yeah. Is uh, people are really calling? I mean, he's been getting a lot of viral videos of people right. like, "What was that play? He got right. ran over by right. Deshaun Watson." I saw that. There was the week before against the Lions where he just stood there and didn't do anything. I mean. Word of mouth is he's been injured. Word of mouth is he's been playing with an injury. I don't know that that's an excuse or not, but why is he on the field? Well, we have other outside linebackers that can put pressure on the quarterback. Barkevis Mingo has been great. Isn't word of mouth Mingo's been great. that Ryan Pace signed an injured player? Wasn't that actually the thing? I don't know. Yeah. That I don't know. So. Yeah, so I mean, you might be right. And right. so I mean, that's another thing about Pace. I mean, that was a lot of money. And plus the Graham signing, too. Right. A lot of money going to these veterans. I, not deals I would have said. Yeah. I was talking about Ebron and Vic Beasley, oh, yeah. who just uh, got activated in uh, Las Vegas over the uh, from the practice squad. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Vic Beasley and Leonard Floyd came from the same draft. Right. They were drafted around the same spot. And either one of them worked out with the teams that they were on. You saw what Floyd's doing in L.A. now. Just He's wrecking it, which is another thing that you're just you got to be upset about. Shaking my head on that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But, I mean, Vic Beasley was the guy that I was looking at. So, both players, a lot cheaper. And we wouldn't be in the financial crisis we're now because looking at this, this is the part that I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. We're looking at possibly losing Akeem Hicks or Kyle Fuller, maybe even both next year because of the financial blunder that we're in right now. If we, if we have to go into a complete rebuild, those are two players that are on the block, probably not going to be on the team next year only because of their salaries. And that's a shame because those guys are staples of our defense. They are lighting it up. I love how hard Kyle Fuller plays. Mm-hmm. I love how in charge of this defense Akeem Hicks take. You know, he's he's the leader there. I, mean, I know the culturation Trevathan and Mac. Listen, those are kind of quiet dudes by nature. Hicks is the leader on this defense. I, I agree. Fuller just knocks everybody, dude. Charles Leno, Bobby Massey, and Jimmy Graham. Those are the other ones that are potential cap casualties, right? Now those ones. Not so upset about. In fact, <laughs> that's kind of where I'd like to see them save their money. But man, can you believe not bringing in someone to challenge Charles Leno this year? They're and they're calling him stable. They're saying no. he's been stable. All he's yeah. been consistent. I'm pretty sure he was one of the lowest bad. rated. He was one of the lowest PFF? rated. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So. And good, good lord. So this this financial crisis, man. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, got but, more to say. But I was they, about to end it. But they found a center, guys. They found yeah. a center from Notre Dame. Oh, Mustafa. Yeah, yeah. your boy Mustafa. Yeah, yeah, he's been playing great. He has been. And I, I've been dying to see White here move away from center because right. I like him. I love Cody White here. I think he's a great center. But 
I would imagine he's even an even better guard, right? Now, we haven't really gotten to see too much of that. It didn't really work out with this James Daniels swap. But, yeah. No, if we can move forward with Mustafa, Mm -hmm. James Daniels, and Cody White here on the interior – I am I am super happy about Something that. There. Keep mm-hmm. keep Jermaine Fetty on the outside. Just bring in one tackle, one tackle, one lineman. That's all you got to find of starting caliber. I think we could do that in one offseason, guys. Come on, with you. So, but yeah, it's, it's going to be tough though because again, we are in a financial crisis here. And you know what? Maybe they should hire Trump. I hear he's not doing anything next year. He's a financial <laughs> genius, right? Uh, he's going to be free. So yeah. hey, why not? Yeah, the we building. Need somebody. At least we need, the, the, we're going to need a new team president and CEO. Well, the design of the building, if they get Trump, will certainly look better. <laughs> There's that. There yeah, is that. It won't yeah, look true. like a spaceship landed inside Soldier although, Field. Although anymore, he does right? have the Space Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so. New new Space Force headquarters. That's, That's right. what we're looking at. I'm just gonna hold my mic like this, guys. It's cool. Yeah, you got a little impassioned <laughs> there at the at the end. That, that, that was what we gotta do to get through the show, right? right? I feel like if I didn't have the timers going where you could see them, I feel like you guys you guys could have made an entire hour out of this. Oh, oh yeah, no, we absolutely, yeah, like I said, guys, <laughs> help us support the show. The more content, the more episodes per week we can give you. Uh, dude, I got content for days. I'm telling you, help us out. Help us get you guys more content. We will give you all the things you need to know. We could be your one-stop shop if you help us get us there. Yeah. It's well, up to you. That'd be completely on you guys. I'm going to, I'll extend the offer right now, and I'm sure you probably will join me in this. If you want to come back postseason to talk, you know, wrap okay. up the Bears season, I think we could do a nice long show about, I'll, I'll just Bonus kick up in a, show? I'll click, yeah. kick up in a recliner and just sit here. Yeah, while you we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll let we'll, you we'll, go. A couple adult beverages, and we can have a good man. Hey, why not? That sounds like a good time for a bonus content episode. Yeah, let's sure. do it. We'll just we'll just no no agenda. Let's just hit record on the equipment. And see see what comes of it. Just have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that'll do it for this week's hometown corner. And before we get to the outro, we have a little something special for you. We alluded to it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, while you're doing that, we alluded to it at the start of the show. We've got a special message for you, for all you teams, because, hey, it is time for the playoffs. We are in the playoffs. You're going into your semifinals week, and you may be a little bit nervous. You may need a bit of a pep talk. Well, Captain America here has decided to give you that pep talk, and he's going to give that to you right now. Three teams, one shot. You lost friends. You lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. Today we have a chance to take it all back. You know your teams, you know your missions. No mistakes, no do-overs. Most of us are going somewhere we know. That doesn't mean we should know what to expect. Be careful. This is the fight of our lives. And we're going to win. Whatever it takes. And with that message, we'd like to wish you all good luck for those of you in your fantasy playoffs, for those of you approaching your championship games, you want to win. Hey, listen, it's been a weird year. 2020, both inside the league and outside the league, has been a very difficult and trying year. But now it's time. Now it's time to be game on. Get your teams prepared. Ready your matchups. Check your waivers. And get ready to win your league. With that, we'll end the show. We want to thank you all for watching the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Right. We want to thank you all for watching the Shy Guys Football Podcast. We want to thank Mike for joining us today. Thank you for coming in. Thank thank you for having me. Absolutely. I I think we'd love to have you back. We want to remind you first, get in our fan giveaway. Make sure you reach out to us. 
You can email us at shyguysfootball at gmail.com. You can catch us on YouTube right down in the comments section below if you're watching this video. If you're listening to the audio version and you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and use that to enter yourself into our giveaway. We are also on Facebook. You can find our Facebook fan page there. It's under Shy Guys Football. Easy enough. And also on Twitter at Shy Guys Football. Look at that. We made it easy for you. You have to remember one thing, and it applies everywhere. We want to thank you all for watching. Wish you best of luck going into week 15 with your semifinal matchups. And we will see you back again next week to talk about the push on the championship games. Until then, we will see you next time.